Welcome to We Call It Soccer, a podcast by two United fans. I am Notch. And I'm Caleb. Colin is out. This week, Leicester leaves Liverpool losing. Minnesota mints Montreal. And NASL naturally nauseates. Well, Colin isn't here today, so basically what that means is we're going to sound a little bit lamer, but we do have about five extra minutes to discuss other stuff. Because we can't do the Reynolds wrap-up without him. I think it'd be a pale imitation. I mean, and with the news going on in the U.S. soccer at the moment, doing a Reynolds wrap-up just kind of seemed redundant. Yeah. With the whole NASL thing going on. It's true. I mean, it, basically, all of NASL's news is a conspiracy theory at this point. Like, legitimately. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a joke, but you're not far off. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's true. And, and you know, one of the other things that's kind of sneaking up on us is Halloween. And I wanted to ask you, have you guys... Do you, do you guys decorate the house and stuff for Halloween? Like, do you go and buy, like, themed welcome mats and stuff? I don't. <laughs> well, my wife does because we moved about, I think, two big crates of uh-huh. decoration. No, all all holidays you can call included. Her out. It's okay. All holidays included, probably four different like oh, totes. But that's including like Christmas and Halloween. So, which, which other ones do you do? July Fourth. Just Christmas and Halloween. I'm pretty sure. And those Christmas lights. We have a little, okay. like, fake tree. That was up until April last year, so... Nice. Yeah, yeah me too. Mine, mine was there as well. I think we <laughs> talked about it in the pod. Yeah. I, I did Christmas, and it was fun. So I'm considering doing Halloween, like, mostly because I go to Menards a lot these days mm-hmm. to do, like, little home improvement projects, and they have their... The, the like sensor activated like dudes and one of them has the vampire voice and it's the funniest thing and I really want it but it's like 600 bucks so yeah, those sensor activated people or not people but like <laughs> I guess decorations mannequins. are mannequins haunted whatever things yeah. you can buy no, no don't want it in my house you, no you don't because I'm there's it's gonna happen where I'm half asleep going to the bathroom in the middle of the night and <laughs> welcome to the spook house ah! I just look at a little girl and like throw something you, at it. You just hear like Taylor laughing in the background. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That's not the mannequin. It's Taylor. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think I am going to decorate, but uh, we will see. I'll report back the results when Halloween is actually here. Uh, let's get on to talking a little bit about some spooky results that Minnesota United got last uh, week. And one of them was actually spooky. But before that, before we actually get into talking about them, we need to go into a segment. I'm going to try our best segment. here. Oh, you're going to do it? I'm going to try. So we're going to go into a segment that we call... Loon monitoring. Nah, it's not close. I I tried. Okay, do it again. again. A segment we call... Loon monitoring. Close enough. All right, there we go. In the loon monitoring segment, we, of course, talk about our loons. Minnesota United FC, who played two games last week. First up, they played Vancouver midweek. And it didn't go so well. And this is the one that I watched one of these games. And that was, of course, was the one that I watched all the way through. You chose poorly. <laughs> See, spooky theme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not even October yet, Notch. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, Vancouver's a team in form, but still we play terribly. First of all, we, we should mention that our team was somewhat depleted. Anytime you have left backish ish Jom, uh, around it's you can't really stay. I like how you say like strength. he's left backish. <laughs> <laughs> so he's so, kind of there. <laughs> Calvo Calvo was out, um, you know, looking after Hael, yeah. his new kid. Yeah, and Mazel Tov. Yeah, there you go. And um, Mark Birch was also on the bench, coming back from injury. So he wasn't playing. Uh, he didn't back. make an appearance in this game. No. Christian Ramirez was back on the bench, made an appearance probably a little earlier than he should have, but maybe not. Who knows? I mean, by that point, we were down to nothing. He didn't get the service that he needed. He didn't really touch the ball. I mean, that's And Brandon Allen doesn't exist. So, like, you know, he's, he is the one. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, by the way, it, Brandon Allen is just like a. A profile that they made using, like, they, they went to the, the, the photo, like, extra photos website, and they just typed in, like, Red Bull player, and his, his stock photos, his stock photos showed up, and they're like, okay, get him, put him are, in the website. Are you saying that they're catfishing us? Right. <laughs> like, shit, guys, we, we, we need to announce some sort of signing before the goddamn window closes. These guys are going to go crazy. Uh, let, let's go to get a stock photo, make up a guy. Yeah. And Brandon, Al- that sounds like a guy, right? Right. And, and he plays for Red Bull New York, too, who get, like, 
10 people in their stadium every game. No one's going to know if he actually exists. <laughs> it's the perfect crime. <laughs> so, so, so Ramirez back on the bench. Molino was sick. So late stretch. Um, right. This happened earlier in the year to, I think we mentioned him being ill or something and like made jokes about that. I remember, but yeah, Get him some like vitamin C, guys. Hey, at like, least it's not like an infected a B12 pimple or shot something. or something. Like, it's, not, it's not the infected pimple that kept Isco out of the game last week. So, <laughs> so okay. <laughs> I see you had private experience. Anyway, <laughs> uh, our so our team was depleted. We were also playing Johan Vanegas, which is pretty much equivalent to playing ten people. There was one point in the game where Johan passed it to the ref. Who wasn't open? Like he passed it to the referee, <laughs> and there were four white taps around him, and the white taps. Like, if he's wide open, sure, pass it to him. That happens all the time. Sometimes, in like there was one times in, 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 in England, there like last year, like some guy passed to a steward because they were in like the same exact. <laughs> I remember that. that was yeah, good. but like uh-huh. the rest were in yellow. We're wearing white. I mean, with the lights, the yellow lights coming down, I can see maybe, <laughs> but he wasn't even wide open. Like right, <laughs> come right, on, Johan. Well, I mean, well, Johan why? did why show Johan? us in the Montreal game that his existence was justified because he kept Wil- <laughs> Wilmer Cabrera from destroying uh, Kevin Molino. So, uh, but while we were playing only 10 men on the pitch, Vancouver had essentially got 12 because they had Jordi Reyna, who, I mean, again, just a reminder, he's come in from RB Salzburg. He now has three goals and five, and he's really freaking good, man. He's so tiny. It is so good. Yeah. Also, arguably best hair in MLS. Yeah, also a lot of like man buns and slash top knots on Vancouver. But you already <laughs> yeah. like brings their hair game up quite a bit. But like Brett Shea, uh, Dion, Marcel Dion, like bring them down like a lot. They're like, they're like middle of the patch for hair. And, and speaking of Brett Shea, he had an assist and a goal. It's like not even, it's bad enough that they beat us 3-0. But then you give Brett Shea like two things. When you made Brett Shea look good, you didn't have a good game. <laughs> no. Well, speaking of uh, good games or good-ish, I think. Is, is the right word for it because he didn't he didn't play oh. it, it's, <laughs> <laughs> um, so so we got beat by the good informed team Vancouver and then we went over to Montreal who were having a pretty crap time kinda, of it kind of fall, fallen with their, they needed to win this game to keep their playoff hopes alive really right or re- their playoff hopes realistic what, what, what was kept alive was the awesome potential of French jokes that I saw at the watch party. Like, it was great, man. Like, every chant we did, we had to do it in French afterwards. A- any tweet people had to put out, they had to put it in French. It was it was great. I, I enjoyed very much the um, French aspect of this. David Smith, after the game, tweeted out Wonderwall in French. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it was pretty fantastic. And... Um, we got an away win, which now makes two, which gives us two more than the New England Revolution. Hey! Not the and, worst team this year. And two more than Portland had last year. Right. So, I mean, like, we're not the worst team in MLS, guys. Exactly. See? So so that that's pretty good. Uh, unfortunately, Jerry Tiason gave up a handball, which is like the only bad thing I've ever seen him do in his life. He probably apologized for profusely to all his teammates, felt really bad about it all day. He, he probably did, like, even though we won. Like, guys, I'm really, really sorry about that handball. I know he didn't score because Bobby Shuttleworth has a beast, but I mean, I'm just ah. Today, someone uh, the the team tweeted out uh, all these players at a cancer hospital for kids because mm-hmm. it's a kick childhood cancer out game coming up this weekend, and they showed Jerry like putting a lot of care in the decorations he did for this like little gift he was packaging, and I was just like, that. Of course, he would like care a lot about like drawing his little things. He's a very pure human. If like a dog was a human being and a soccer player, he'd be Jerry Tison. Seriously, I mean, we'll talk about dogs at soccer games later. <laughs> uh, so J- Shuttleworth, though, man, he saves the yeah. penalty. Save penalty. Uh, I think the announcer said that uh, first penalty that Montreal's missed all year. Or at least that uh, Piatti has missed all year. Um, mm-hmm. So good for Shuttleworth saving that penalty. And then later, Ibsen draws a penalty because he's Ibsen and he planned that. He aimed the ball <laughs> at Cabrera's hand because he's fucking Ibsen and he's he had a fantastic game. He did. Like, he had the Pete Ibsen in a good way game mm-hmm. against Montreal. And drove a penalty Molino right down the middle. Tied it up. Jimmy Rakwai, though, coming in and showing us why he plays at the international level... Coming in with a beautiful volley from just outside the box to, to I think, sent, put Montreal in the lead. Yeah, they're in the lead 2-1. Uh, headed down off of a free kick and... Or I think it might have been outside of a run of play, he, but he yeah. kind of goes low to the ground to meet the ball lower to the... 
and Darren just kind of steps across the ground past Shuttleworth and beautiful strike, beautiful finish, beautiful placement on the goal. He and Ibsen came together a couple of times in the game and um, again, Jamali just showing that he is one of the best players in the league, in my opinion, somewhat underrated from like the um, circles where we talk about who are the best players in the league. Yeah. His name doesn't come up much it's because nobody plays, knows how to spell it. It's because he plays for Montreal and because Piatti's there and people think, oh, Montreal Piatti's their best player. But really, Jamir Jamiley, whatever. Um, <laughs> says name for real once he can look at his highlights, but has been playing very well ever, ever since he came over. True, true, very true. Mo- the momentum pretty much shifted after Molino scored a penalty for us early in the game, and we were really taking it to Montreal. We get the the goal from Ramirez where his celebration announces that he's going to have a kid. Yeah, congrats to him and Val. Absolutely, and then um, Danladi comes in with probably his the, best goal this year. Oh yeah, absolutely, the I mean, probably the one that will stand out the most besides his first one in MLS. Um, that's just a nice landmark to have, but definitely his best finish of the year, game winner on the road. Uh-huh. And, I mean, it's up for goal of the week for a reason. Am I am I appropriate to be a little miffed that he isn't in the 50-player shortlist for MLS's 24 under 24? Yeah. I think he should be there. If they did it today... When did they release that? Uh, a couple of days ago, I think. Okay. Well, he but should he should sure. still be on there because, I mean, he again with he, with Heath's system, he hasn't played a lot because Ramirez has been the starting starter, mm-hmm. and Dunlady. Right now, Dunlady is not every day. Shouldn't be an everyday starter unless we do a two up top, but he can come in, burn tired defenses with his pace, and you can see that when he kind of took it to Simon. Yeah. On that goal. Yeah. Simon was tired, and. Mm-hmm. Dunlady made him, made him pay, and I mean, I've watched that goal 174 times. I don't know. It's it's been a <laughs> lot. Counted. Okay. Yeah, and it it's, it doesn't just go watch it if you haven't seen it yet. What what the hell's wrong with you? Go watch it. Absolutely. Um, moving along. So now, at the end of the game, there was there was a bus stop where Wilmer Cabrera looked like he was going to murder Kevin Molino. And he'd been kind of going, losing it, it seemed like, for the last about 10 minutes yeah, of the game. Yeah, um, especially right near the end. He had a hard fall, I think, on Ibsen within 10 minutes of the game. Then Is that when he got his first yellow? He got the first yellow, I think, off the... No, yeah, you're right. It was then on Ibsen, I think. And then uh, Molino had it in the corner, and he follows Molino very hard. And Molino goes to the ground, follows called... We know, which is a great move coming from a fellow smartass. Sarca- <laughs> sarcastically claps as Cabrera walks away. Just <laughs> brilliant. And then, uh, then we know, goes to the corner again, has the ball. Goes like straight legged into Molino's planted leg. Could have severely injured Molino. Mm-hmm. Thank God he didn't. But then Ted Uncle uncles his way out of this one and calls a throw in for Montreal. Cabrera takes the ball, kind of runs up the, up the sideline. Uncle goes, no, 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 back there. Cabrera <laughs> walks back to the spot. And as before he can throw it in, Uncle calls time. <laughs> oh, and and Molino, uh, we don't know this for a fact, but might have said something to, to Cabrera right after that to provoke the monstrous rage, which only Johan Venegas showed himself able to contain by holding him back. I mean, it was... It was Johan, uh, Miguel, Ibsen, and uh, I think uh, Kamara from Montreal trying to pull him away. Yeah, like, by, by the end stop. it was Johan and two Montreal players. Johan, of course, having been a Montreal player. Yeah. Now, we have not yet heard any disciplinary committee stuff. Um, I would hope that they do something. That He seemed kind of unhinged. And <laughs> and Montreal has a history of blowing up, as old school Dark Clouds would tell you. See, this I didn't is know not, this. Not something that is uh, rare. In the USL days, Montreal were, were known for their kind of crazy post-game blow-up fights. So, not something new for us. Anyway, moving along, Montreal are now six points off the playoff spot. They really needed this win. There are some other standings though, that I want to draw your attention to. The standings for the player who's going to be featured on the MLS special cover for FIFA 18. Francisco Calvo, currently fourth in the voting. I would encourage you, all your friends, and the entire country of Costa Rica to go vote for Calvo and do it multiple times so we get a player from quote-unquote the worst team in the league onto the cover of FIFA 18. That'd be amazing and 
with his performances this year, he's proved to be one of our best players on the yeah. worst team in the league. And maybe one of the better defenders in the league. A Just, planet can have all their small C attendance records that they can get. We'll actually have the guy on the game, okay? That would be amazing. I would take that. I would take that win. Love of God, go vote for him. <laughs> Tell everyone you know to vote for and him. And then when you go to the Atlanta away game, you can take your cover of FIFA 18 with you and just exactly. hold it around and tailgate. Speaking of which, uh, one quick bit of news. Chris Wright has come in as the new president, or sorry, the new CEO of Minnesota United FC. It came over from Timberwolves and the Lynx. Um, Everyone is saying like, Timberwolves, who cares about them? Hey guys, the Lynx have been in like every conference final since 2011. And they've been in almost every final and won like several of those. So, And the T-Wolves are poised to make a move for the playoffs this year and have one of the best top 15 players in the league. Not anymore. He left. See? <laughs> well, anyway, I'm, I'm no, kidding. That yeah. is a joke. That is a joke. That is a joke. I don't care about this basketball is, this at is not all. an NBA podcast. Let's move yeah. on. So all I want to say is that uh, I said this on, on Reddit. I hate saying that word on this podcast, but I did. Uh, I, I went and said, this is Minnesota United coming out of startup mode. You see this in the tech industry all the time. Organizations grow really fast with the people who were their startup founders in charge. And it gets to a point where they, they, they reach a stage of growth where they need somebody experienced at that level to come in, to ask the right questions, to make the right decisions, to put the, the, the organization into a state of stability. Eric Schmidt at Google is probably the like greatest example. This came in in 2001, I think it's 2011, 10, 10 years later, Larry Page, one of the founders of Google, took over again, having now learn something about mm-hmm. running an organization at that level. So this is a great move. I expect a lot of changes uh, from this point forward. I'm curious to see what the relationship of this team with the fans becomes. Um, I'm also curious a little bit personally to see if the tight-lipped nature of this team changes, whether there are now going to be more, less of this no-comment stuff that we've been used to up to this I point. sure as hell hope so. Yeah, but we'll see. Uh, with that, let's move on to the segment that we call the Major Listing Service, where we talk about MLS. Our, our top division league in this country. And yeah, just uh, one midweek game other than the Vancouver. We could really just gloss over it real quick. Well, we, ha- we have to say something. I mean, Atlanta United <sighs> redeemed the, the Falcon Super Bowl loss. Can, can, can you say that line again? Atlanta United. Boo! Re- okay, cool. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I expected that. Right. <laughs> I thought that was coming. Atlanta United redeemed the Atlanta Falcons Super Bowl loss in the New England Patriots by beating the New England Revolution 7 nothing. When Bob Kraft was asked for comments, he said, What? I, I don't know. What? Huh? <laughs> I don't What? I have a comment about Bob Kraft when we talk about Jay Heaps later. Okay. Anyway, uh, New England atrocious okay they get two people sent off Kasai gets steps on the side of some dude shin Dilamea gets sent off for a handball kind of kind of harsh but harsh. by the time they had their first uh, send off they were already down one nothing because Martinez scored in the second minute right and everyone was those Martinez hat trick hey two of those goals are penalties okay yeah. cool your jets yeah he's not that Nobody good cares. maybe yeah. wait until the weekend to start even praise on him uh, okay uh, <laughs> god damn it man let, let me let me just say things okay <laughs> Let me be like hopelessly biased I, against. I Atlanta. have to keep you drowned a little bit. Damn it! Uh, so I'm in the work of two people right now. So New England gets <laughs> that is true. New England gets zero shots, not on goal, just zero shots in general. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Cody Cropper has a horror show. Um, I mean, you'd be like, oh yeah, they're down to nine men, and but no, no, he still finds time to be bad. Those late goals shouldn't have been goals. So, uh, not not great, not great for New England at all. Uh, and we'll move into what happened to them over the weekend in a moment. But first, we have to talk about hey, guess who? Atlanta. Hey, wonderful. But in the, in better news, while we won, they managed to just tie Orlando. What a bunch of chumps! Sure, yeah. Um, what a bunch of seventy thousand four hundred twenty-five chumps that are down in Atlanta. God damn it! Yeah, they, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. They 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 broke the MLS attendance record twice in one week. Okay, th- th- let's move on to what happened with Orlando, who played really well. Yeah, and it's so embarrassing for Atlanta. Orlando was in such a poor run of form, and they couldn't beat them uh, at home. <laughs> Take that, Atlanta. I mean, I think it's more embarrassing for Brad Guzan as a player because I don't know what the hell he was doing on. Most of the run of play. Yeah. Um, Second goal by Dom Dwyer. Oh, yeah. So, sorry. Dom Dwyer scored his first two goals for Orlando in this game. Both off Yay. headers. And Lauren ended up scoring the third. Also off a header. Um, Grizan 
totally messed up the second goal. Went for the ball and the ball, ball was in the air. Was nowhere near it and just fell to Dwyer who put into a net. Because um, then, I think if I was Khan on the bench, I'd be like, I didn't... I didn't do better, you guys. Like, I know you signed Brad down, but I didn't do better. Also, after seeing that Gazan mishit the 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 coach over there, uh, Tito, what is his name? Villanova, I think. I don't know. I forget. Tata Martino. Tata Martino. That's T- right. Tito Viaba is a player for Atlanta. Right. Right. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. I was very. <laughs> uh, Tata Martino. After that howler by Gazan, though, should have been. <laughs> put him on. <laughs> if, and if, if I was Al Khan watching the Atlanta New England game, like Cropper, he's starting for an MLS team. Come on, what? <laughs> I'm right here, you guys. Come on. We, th- this this game did see the uh, return of the pasta lotion commentator on Tito Tito Tito. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, two towels, oh. please. Pass the lotion and the Kleenex and... Uh, do you have a light? Do you have a light? No. <laughs> vision Joe Smartin in the box. Has the best commentators. Yeah. So, uh, Vancouver played Columbus and tied 2-2. I just want to point out that Univision is not the best commentators. No, 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 no. <laughs> that kidding. was facetious. Yeah, the, in Spanish, yes, but not this one dude who is orgasming in the box too much. Okay, I mean, so, uh, once is too much, but no, I'm yeah, sorry, yeah, sorry, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I keep breaking Getting back. back to this 2-2 draw that Vancouver had, I'm just saying, why couldn't they have had a draw against us? Maybe because they were playing a really good team like Columbus. <laughs> so, Freddie Montero scores a goal that was seemingly offside. Yeah, but they don't even. show it in the... They didn't show it in the highlights we, which we watched, but the announcers and Brad Bellhalter seemed to think that it was offside. Brad walked over to the fourth ref. The announcers are like, oh yeah, Brad knew that it was going to be offside. He didn't complain at all to the mm-hmm. ref he just went over like he doesn't review this and it stood yeah. but luckily for Columbus uh, Ola Tamara stored like five minutes later to tie it all up um, then uh, the former guys Mane and Tachani who had been traded for each other this year stored for their uh, new teams both of them uh, refused to celebrate yay which I mean it's, it's nice Yep. Yeah, Vancouver went top in the Western Conference after beating us and stayed there after this game. FC Dallas tied Seattle nil-nil. The only thing we really need to say about this game is that Dallas blew a shot to go past Houston and RSL into the playoff points. In fact, they would have gone even past San Jose yeah, if they had won this game. this game. Nothing happened. Nope. Uh, the Sounders, though, it should be mentioned, had last lost a game on June 17th. Dallas's last win came on July 22nd. Chicago! Chicago! That's a song by Sinatra. Uh, it's also a band. Yeah, and and a soccer team called The Fire. Who's by the way? If you which I always type ChicagoFire.com and it takes me to the Chicago Fire pizza restaurant. It's really lame. Wait, did I Google search Chicago Fire and it brings me to the Chicago Fire TV show? Yeah, they just, and it's just like win. no. I don't. That's not. That's not what I want. We just need to now start a Chicago Fire soccer team somewhere else in the world just to like completely destroy their like. <laughs> but anyway, Chicago Fire Salzburg. There, exactly. Yep. Chicago Fire beat DC 3 0. And uh, I remember a quote by you when we were talking about this game. Quote, this is Bill Hamid had a good game despite <laughs> the goals. That is the direct quote. <laughs> yeah, and that, that's DC United's slogan for the year. And he, and he did, yeah. He had a great game. Unfortunately, I mean, yeah. he was scored on by his own player. He was. DC United opened the scoring for this game, unfortunately, on themselves when Ian Harks <laughs> heads in a corner. It was in, great. In defense of Harks, it could have been the other two DC players standing right in front of him, right behind him. There was no there were no Chicago Fire players in the area where that ball. There's just three guys going for the same ball and just Harks managed to hit it yep. past Bill Hamid. Nikolic scored uh in this game so now he's got two and two which is good yeah 18th goal of the season for him Brandon um, Vincent gets a great diving header and um, uh, I just want to have, have a quick moment for myself which is I am tired of the Paul Ariola jokes uh, every time Ariola gets said people around <laughs> me start snickering uh, grow up people I mean I did that during the highlights once I'm sorry for the last few also weeks. his new name is Paul Nipple so let's just move on. <laughs> SJC, SJC beat uh, New England three to one. Uh, Cody Crapper didn't start in this game because that's what happens when you let seven and <laughs> you think you become about what mysteriously you did. injured. <laughs> it reminds me of when uh, the Vikings signed Josh Freeman and had him play that next the week and had him throw fifty times and they lost by a lot. And they're like, 
Josh, you have a concussion, right? Like, no, Josh, I feel fine. Josh, you have a concussion, right? <laughs> and he played the rest of the season. <laughs> uh, but unfortunately, Knighton didn't have as great a game either, letting in three goals. Yeah. I mean, not really his fault. Couple good saves, but uh, New England was up off of a weird kind of deflection over Timelia by uh, Teal Bunbury. And then Christian Nemeth happened. He backs into Graham Zuzi, lifts up his elbow, and gently rubs Graham Zuzi's face. And by he that, I mean gently, he smacks yeah. him in, in the face with an elbow. Zuzi goes down. I just want to, again, have a little bit of a personal moment. <laughs> Is anyone else pissed off about these guys the minute they get touched in the face going down rather than just stumbling back? It's, I mean, it's probably because of the referees, because the referees don't see it unless the guy, like, goes down. But it's kind of annoying. I mean... Yeah, I mean, I think that's how they're taught when they when they play. If you did hit in the face at all, go down, otherwise the ref might not yeah. see it. If you just backed away holding your face, mm-hmm. the ref might be like, oh, what, what's his problem? Do you play going? And we Namath might not been sent off, which he fully des- deserved. And what a bonehead, boneheaded play. What an idiot. Mm-hmm. Kai Kamara plays his first game back in KC after leaving the team in 2013, gets a lap of honor after the game despite losing where he's applauded by the home supporters. Finally, Jay Heaps, coach of New England, gets fired. Uh, the the most interesting thing about this is he puts out his first official tweet that has his like, thank you everybody who I'm leaving behind statement, where he thanks Bob Kraft as one of the best owners in MLS. Um, no. Right. <laughs> I mean, I disagree. You, you don't you don't piss off one of the most influential sports owners in the country. Uh, I didn't by him, but, yeah, but he was wrong. Yeah, he was wrong. <laughs> uh, Columbus. Uh, sorry, Colorado, Colorado won. New York City FC won. Uh, T-Mac with a red gold lead open the story and curls him in from distance. The only teams he scored against are from the Western Conference. All three of his goals came. T-Mac, come to our, come to Minnesota. You score all the time. Look at Finley. He's doing well. Pirlo manages to hit the crossbar to, again, just remind us, hey, I'm, I used to be a really good player when I had legs. He's very good when the game is stationary. And right. that's really it. Tim Howard also reminding us that he's very good with a beautiful double sw- s- double sweat on Ben's save. <laughs> double save on Ben's It's a sweaty sweat. save, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, fourth consecutive draw for New York. Yeah, Baji, another late goal. Two games in a row where he scores late. Uh, this time to earn the draw. Johnson probably should have done better. Mm-hmm. I lend myself, really. I tweeted that how Sean Johnson was great about two minutes before this happened. So I take full responsibility. Yeah. Actually, I don't. I don't want any third rail people coming after me. So No, that, that wouldn't be good. Apparently, they attack people. Sorry, that's not third rail. That was like Los Templad something something. Yeah, supporters. not third rail. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, RSL beat the Portland Timbers 2-1. Uh, RSL winning is would be surprising enough to those of us watching the beginning of the season. Them beating the Timbers is even, even more, more so. Yeah, even more so. Uh, Our snack deflects one in off of jo- Jeff Antonella's hands. Bold strategy, but it worked. And then the, the announcer, Jeff Antonella they couldn't do anything with that one. No, 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 it went off of his hands. He could have done a lot better. I mean, that's how yeah. goalkeeping worked. He went to the hands in the ball and he went out of the net. <laughs> I, I'm just very confused by yeah. this announcer. Valeri, though, gets a record of his own. Yeah, scored eight goals in eight games. Uh, good for him. He's been... I mean, he's been good for a long time. This is like his best season yet, I think, in MLS. This whole game uh, was presented in kind of a sepia-toned presentation (laughs) on video, which to me was like, okay, of course, it's the Rio Tinto Stadium. The video is going to be tinted. And I thought we were at Portland, so I'm like, this is just an Instagram filter, right? That they put all the cameras (laughs) up there. (laughs) The hipster presentation. Um, This is Walden. Is that the the filter? Walden. (laughs) Nashville. 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 (laughs) About 75%. No border, though. That's really lame. (laughs) Uh, hashtag soccer, hashtag day, daily dram. Sorry. This, 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 this game did have one of the best goals of the week where Jefferson Savarino scored a screamer for the game winner for RSL. Not as good as the Lotties. Uh, sorry. Gio uh, Plata earns his first call up for the Ecuador national team for since uh, 2014. Yeah. Good for him to play his way back in there. 
And RSL, this is a really clutch win for them because they stay in the playoff spots because they have more wins than Houston and Dallas. Interestingly, their goal difference is way worse than both those teams. But in MLS, number of wins is the first tiebreaker. With that, it's time for us to take a quick break. We will return to you with more MLS games, uh, our aforementioned NASL conspiracy theories, and much more from all over the world. So who's your Atlanta? Who do you love to see lose? Like in any sport or like... Yeah, sure. Just, um, just any team. that Nobody can say anything good about them. The maybe. Chicago Cubs. Oh, Last season was difficult. A man after my own heart. <laughs> I hate oh, the Cubs. That's great. They do one in every hundred years. They don't have to win another one for another hundred years. That's my, that's my rule for them. I have had enough interactions with Cubs fans that I don't care at all about baseball, but I hate the Cubs. So... May I suggest cheering for the Milwaukee Brewers? We're terrible, but sometimes we're decent. I used to live on the south side of Chicago, so I kind of like soft okay, spot for white the Sox. White Sox. Yeah, I understand you know? that. But again, I don't really care about baseball. So let's get back to soccer and MLS, where LA lost 4-0 to TFC in LA. There was an article about this later saying the supporters, coach, team all aired their grievances. And I was like, no, guys, airing of grievances, it's not festivus for a few months. We got Halloween to go. Slow down. <laughs> but I'm sick I'm of all this. has all the festivus yeah. decorations up already. I mean, it's very misleading. Yeah, it's annoying. <laughs> Menards has them all year round, you know, the polls, like... <laughs> anyway, let's keep going. Uh, TFC wins. Surprise. Yeah, this is my shock face. Right. But they they, they were playing without uh, Josie and uh, Giovinco. So at, I guess at that's this point, something. they're just probably like, well, we got to give him a chance. Like, Don Garber was like, guys, you're making everybody look bad. <laughs> and... Um, Zardes had a goal disallowed, so even more, uh, yeah. you know... Disallowed for being just... No. <laughs> actually, uh, he was actually offsides. And actually, a really good call by this as referee. It was very close, but it was the right call. Mm-hmm. Um, Couldn't give LA the lead, but no. Nope. <laughs> LA supporters, the Angel City Brigade, stayed in the stadium for 30 minutes after this game as a cheer and kind of a creative way to... to um, show your displeasure without hurting your support for the team. And I believe it was um, Alessandrini who went and talked to them afterwards as a representative. Good for, good for him. Yep. Yeah. Let's talk about San Jose, though, who beat Houston 1-0 to stay one point above RSL in the bottom second-to-last playoff spot in the conference. Uh, Danny Hosen with the game winner here, but let's not talk about that. Let's talk about how, a great game that Jackson Neal had um, for San Jose, really coming into his own um, in his rookie season with uh, the Earthquakes. Yep, Dynamo slipped below Dallas, as I mentioned before. And interestingly, something you noticed when we were recapping these games is that Dave Bingham hasn't played for um, for San Jose since August 6th. I hear, I hear he's uh, searching for Sting. He's on that lifelong mission trying to find Sting, but I, he hasn't found him yet. So. <laughs> so, so we've got Andrew Tarbell, who is very young. And actually, when was, he, when was he drafted? Uh, last season, the 2016 MLS Super Draft. Eighth overall pick. It's quite odd. I mean, Bingham has had some howlers this year. So it's, 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 but it's still like he, this, this guy, I think Darbell earns half of Bingham's salary. Yeah. And uh, we saw, we were trying to figure out why Bingham hadn't played in so long. He's been on the bench, he hasn't been injured. Mm-hmm. Um, and you found that uh, Jeff Carlisle tweeted, um, another factor is that Bingham is out for of contract at the end of the year. Looks like the San Jose front office wants to see what extent Tarbell is ready. And the stats are pretty even at the moment. Uh, goals against yeah. average is higher for Tarbell, but he has a higher save percentage. So they're pretty compar- uh, comparable in and, that and position. When, you, when you're talking about half price, like... Yeah, you might as well let Bingham go. Yeah, I don't know if he'll get a, as clean a haircut anywhere else, though. So let's move on to Red Bulls, who played Philadelphia and ended the game nil-nil. One of the factors in this game was that Jesse Marsh rested a a few starters because the Red Bulls are going to be playing midweek against Kansas City in the U.S. Open Cup final. So Sasha Kleshin and Bradley Wright Phillips were both not in the lineup. Uh, BWP did come on later, though, and had his probably the best chance of the game did fall to him. Andre Blake with a great save to keep it nil-nil. And that's really all I need to know about this game. 
some uh, information that we that is I forget the person who tweeted this out the journalist who tweeted this out but I think it was Kleschel I think but uh, there probably is going to be a TAM increase next year but it hasn't been announced and this is irked some clubs and their 442 magazine reported that MLS is considering a change to the playoffs there are several proposals on the table uh, the main issue seems to be that the pause before the for the for the FIFA break before the playoffs start is reducing some of the excitement we we talked about this last year mm-hmm. uh, for the MLS playoffs. Mm-hmm. And one of the proposals is that they would make, instead of having these MLS playoffs be two game affairs, they become one games that are played at the higher seed from the supporter shield standings. So you it would kind of become a single game playoff system. You'd probably even see fewer playoff teams. Um, I'm in favor of this. I think it increases the stakes of each game. It increases the stakes of the supporter shield standings, which means that you really should be playing right up to the end uh, of each season yeah, as well. Yeah, right now over half of the teams make the playoffs and it should be less just to make the regular season more exciting yeah, for each team. I mean, I, I do think the MLS playoffs really just go on for too long. But one of the big problems with this is money. Uh, less games means less income for the players, or not for the players, for the for the owners, and less ticket receipts and all of that. So, so there's not as much of a chance of this going through. With that, let's move out of talking about MLS and talk about the rest of the U.S. soccer pyramid in a segment that we call the Pyramid Scheme. Let's make like Egyptians. And uh, I wasn't gonna really talk about any NASL games because, like, honestly, at this point, what's happening off the pitch with the NASL is way more exciting than anything that they're doing on the pitch. But you put one in here. Yeah, the New York Cosmos tied Jacksonville three-three. Jacksonville was up, I believe, three-nil at halftime, and of course, the Cosmos left it late to score the tying goal. So let, let, let me let me let me let me let me be Shep messing, getting out of his coma in a hospital bed, and saying, "Cardiac Cosmos, Cardiac Cosmos, Cardiac Cosmos." Oh. Yeah, they started. They started again okay. two weeks in a row. Um, you know, someone's actually going to tell me like Shep Messing actually died. You should stop making fun of him. I actually like Shep Messing a lot. He's a, he, he, in the Cosmos documentary uh, Once in a Lifetime. He is he's really fun, and you get to see all of his new Playgirl pictures if you watch it. I think I think Netflix has the uncensored version, so go look for that. Nice. Yeah. Uh, now it's time for me to move into our favorite or i should say it's time for us to move into my favorite segment of the <laughs> yeah. entire show which is nasl mageddon 2017 this week the the shit show that is nasl versus ussf moves into actually nasl versus ussf or i should say v ussf at the top of a lawsuit uh that the nasl has filed an antitrust lawsuit against the united states soccer federation uh, we really don't need to go into this very much in detail. You can go read it if yeah, you want to. Just one thing. This doesn't you don't do this if your lead is doing well. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's not a good sign for NASL fans. I mean they were threatening to do this all I think it's like all the way back as last year when they had that lawyer send an antitrust letter. So this is and we also found out through the press release for this that Rocco Rocco hey, hey Rocco uh, is <laughs> Rocco Camiso is now the head of the NASL board of governors. Oh no. Very awkward. Oh, no. Very awkward for Steve uh, Malik, owner of North Carolina Texas Ranger, who is uh, who is the uh, one of the representatives on the USSF uh, board, along with Don Garber. He's one of the two pro council representatives there, and we don't really know what he thinks about it. Uh, I also want to quickly give a shout out to everybody's favorite, generically named journalist Bob Williams, who tweeted out earlier today, and I'm gonna read this verbatim. Um, Rocco not doing any interviews right now. I was just, I, all I said was, I'm not sure if that's a direct quote from Rocco. <laughs> it hey, very well could be. Rocco not doing any interviews right now. You know, like that, that he could have said that. He could have said that. <laughs> so go, go read about this if you want, if you want to eat, break out the popcorn. USL, though, in USL news, actually stuff happened. FC Cincinnati beat Red Bull New York 2 4 2 at home, but more interestingly, they broke the USL attendance record. With 30,417 supporters, meaning that on that night, there were at least 100,000 fans in two stadiums in this country watching soccer. Soccer will never make it in this country. I don't know. I, no, they really won't. No, yeah, they won't. U.S. Open Cup final is on Wednesday, as we said. It's uh, an all-MLS affair. Yep, Kansas City, New York Red Bull. Um, who, who do you think is going to win? Kansas City. SKC. Yeah. yeah. They're in a better run of form right now. And I... I 
Although they they didn't, I don't know if they arrested people. Over no, the uh, like there's their stars played against yeah. uh, New England, but still, I mean, just their fre- not fresh, but like in in match fitness. NWSL news at the moment. Uh, right on the table, uh, Courage are still top. Thorns are just two points behind the Courage, and then seven points behind the Thorns are the Red Stars and the Pride. Uh, at the bottom of the table are the is uh, Boston. Um, not looking good for them. Um, but so far, good good season for good first season in North Carolina for that uh, that Courage. Absolutely. Let's move now into a segment that we call The Sewer. Where we talk about our Ninja Turtles, the national teams. Let's let's keep talking about... Are there clowns down here? I'm really scared. Are you making a topical reference to a popular movie? Was was that not obvious? I, I don't actually know. I didn't watch it. I haven't either because I hate horror movies. Me too. Hey, hey, see, we're just finding out just how much like we have in common. Really, why does Eve Taylor even need to be in your life anymore? You know, because she also doesn't like horror movies, and I oh, found her first. It. I'm sorry, Notch. Bloody hell. <laughs> I guess I'll be fine. Well, let's keep talking about women's soccer for a moment because tonight the U.S. women's national team beat New Zealand five nil. Yeah, um, I mean, as expected, it's basically if Toronto was playing Los Angeles or something like that. I mean, we expected this to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so fantastic for the 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 anti tonight. Um, in in a couple of youth MNT news bullets, Weston McKenney makes his first Bundesliga start for Schalke in a loss against Bayern Munich. He did come off fifty-seven minutes in. Um, I'm, I think he got clattered. I, that, I, I, I saw a highlight where he just got demolished. Oh, well, that's not good. Hopefully uh, he's okay and can make his net start relatively soon. Um, then Todd Ramos has agreed to an extension as youth had technical director and the U20s head coach. Uh, U20s definitely had a good run in the U20 World Cup earlier this year, and that probably had a uh, positive impact on his contract talks. I really hope that when Tab Ramos went to Sunil Gulati and said, here are my salary expectations, Sunil was like, okay, put it on my tab. Hey! Let's move like Everyone like jumped up and went, <laughs> sunglasses fell from the sky, landed on Sunil Gulati. He had a mic in his hand that wasn't connected to anything. He just dropped it and just walked out. And Tab's like, Sunil, can we talk to this okay i'm just in here alone <laughs> <laughs> let's move now into our coverage of english soccer in a segment that we call the pub each week we fly to england to a different pub this week we're going to a place called the gelded ox i'm not, I'm not a fan of this place right now <laughs> <laughs> alex oxa chamberlain uh seems to be a cursed player the second he leaves arsenal they start doing well and uh, Liverpool <laughs> tank. So, first of all, Arsenal managed to tie Chelsea. Um, I just want to put this out there. Antonio Fraudente. That, that's, that's a pained joke. Um, but, I, but Arsenal putting on a good defensive performance. Who would have thought? Not something you see or say very often. Yeah, I mean, they still have many points as Liverpool had this week. So, I mean, does that... Too bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, a good result against Chelsea yeah. for Arsenal. Particularly coming off uh, a, a week in which they had to kind of go all out to beat Köln in the Europa League. Yeah, they went down earlier. We'll talk about that later. Uh, great goal by Köln. But let's yeah. move on to the next game, which... Um, Liverpool is Man United. Oh, we're doing that one. Yeah. I don't understand that one. Yeah, I was, okay. I was, I was we're that one. indecision. We're doing that one. Okay. Guys. Uh, okay, Liverpool yeah. tied That's fine. Burnley uh, 1-1 uh, in a game that, again, made us question a manager. Jurgen Klopp. Is he in the hot seat? A lot of anti-Jurgen memes today on... Uh, I should say Klopp. There's probably anti-Klinsman memes as well from some like people who haven't noticed. And, uh, but there's some anti-Klopp memes this morning. Uh, or I said this afternoon after Liverpool also uh, tied... No, Leicester beat Liverpool 2-0 in the yeah. Carabao Cup. Rotated League side. Cup. I don't know how to feel about it. I don't know if I care or not, but... Let's Forget about it. Let's, let's talk about this game. Where Burnley have been doing well this year. Yeah, uh, they beat Chelsea on opening day. They tied Tottenham at Wembley and they... Now tied Liverpool, a good record for Burnley this so far this year into the top six, yeah. and uh, they've been our our Bodhi team for a while now. Mm-hmm. Um, they beat us last year 
I think when they had 26% of the, of the possession and I guess we're improving against them. I you should say that we'd only do them this year. Um, Legitimately but, though, you've got to ask a lot of defensive questions of Liverpool right now. I th- I'm going to switch that. We should ask offensive questions. 30 shots, Just nine on... Just a lot on, of questions in general. 30 shots, nine on target, and you can't get... You only get one in the net? That's ridiculous. I mean, Mo Salah is really good, and he's only one playing really well at the moment. Mane was out because of the suspension for his uh, um, high-tickedness Ederson uh, last week. Um, but there are a couple times where you hit the post or the build-up play went to nothing, and... Yeah, it's just the bad thing about Liverpool. They all tried to walk it in. Yeah, you know, it's just that thing. Both right teams now. in Liverpool seeing some of their preseason <laughs> hype getting deflated. I'm more uh, happy about this one, though. Yeah. <laughs> Everton getting beat 4-0 by Man United in Everton. Uh, what's that ground called again? I always forget. And at Everton? Yeah. Goodison Park. Goodison Park, that's right. So this game was played at Goodison Park, which was important because Romelu Lukaku involved in two pieces of drama related to the game. The first one, uh, the fact that he celebrated his goal against his old team. Oh, my God. Uh, let's not forget the fact that the Everton fans are booing him throughout the game. So That probably has something to do with it. Yeah, you don't, you don't get both. Uh, you don't get to boo him the whole game and then see him not celebrate. But then afterwards, there was some distasteful uh, stuff that came up with the chant that Manchester United supporters made referencing his penis and how big it is, which is, of course, a stereotype. And the, um, I forget what the, the don't cross the line equivalent in, in the EPL is called. Um, but the, basically, the, the body that looks after stuff like this came out and asked for sanctions against Manchester United supporters for singing that song. Uh, and unfortunately, a Manchester United supporters uh, website came out and said, yeah, you know, it's just, it's, it's you know, they're stereotypes. They're not, not all stereotypes are racist. And, and, and hey, you know what? In the past, we used to sing about Jisung Parker, Korean eating dogs. So, like, we're all good, guys. Like, because <laughs> that's fine, too. No, it's, oh, no, no, it's oh, not. No, it's not. No, it's not. Oh, anyway. This you, is not okay. Yeah, we, we'll, we'll see how this uh, shit show progresses in terms of the drama there. Um, Everton is in a relegation zone with a squad that costs the same amount as Bayern Munich's as 350 million euros. <laughs> Yeah, that's the best news I've heard all day. Yeah, I mean, admittedly, they have had a very tough run of games. Don't to start care. The they're, they're terrible. Okay. I hate them. So Manchester United, one of the best teams in the league at the moment, right next to probably arguably the best team in the league, Manchester City, who beat Watford 6-0. Pep playing two up top, which is very rare for him. Yeah, Aguero and Jesus. Oh, sorry. Jesus? Yeah. That's why they won. I mean, I always knew that Jesus saves, but I didn't know he scored two. <laughs> actually, I, I, I don't actually know if he scored in this game. Aguero, though, got the hat trick, so that was good. Uh, Man City has outscored opponents uh, 15 to nothing over the last three games, uh, including their uh, Champions League tie. So, uh, Champions League and I think Feyenoord and Watford and some other team. I'm not really sure what it was, but... Uh, not quite Fraudiola anymore. <laughs> not basically. at all. Yeah. Uh, Netflix and Amazon have apparently approached City, Liverpool, and Chelsea for fly-on-the-wall type documentaries. Uh, I stuff. would enjoy any of those teams. I'm, I would prefer Liverpool, but I'd, I'd watch a documentary about a City and Chelsea for sure. Yeah. Uh, also, shout-out to Newcastle, who are in fourth place despite Rafa Benitez <laughs> not being happy with Mike Ashley, the owner there. Shocker. Yeah. Championship news. Leeds finally lost a game to Millwall. And uh, a bit of drama from lower leagues that you can go read about is Harry Redknapp. All right. All right, he's out of Birmingham. <laughs> and, uh, After signing 14 players during the summer. 14! Yeah. 14! They give him what? AC Milan's like, hey guys, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, what, eight games? And and what do you tell all these players who've been brought in? And now it's like, oh yeah, the guy who got us here is gone? Yeah. Uh, Ari has full faith in you. Bad news, he's not here anymore. <laughs> all right, lads, go out there. Yeah, it's it's like the caretaker manager was in the room. Anyway, let's now move into a segment we call They Don't Call It Soccer. In brackets, some do, though, where we talk about soccer from the rest of the world that we haven't talked about yet. First up, UEFA Champions League news. Uh, Tottenham beat uh, Dortmund 3-1. Uh, to one. Uh, Probably good result for Tottenham. Yeah, probably you think? Second best team in, in Germany. Um, last, yes. last, compared to last year, uh, Tottenham... Their Champions League form has already started off fantastically. Uh, Yermolenko's goal for Dortmund, 
was the best role of the game, however. The really important thing here is that this is Tottenham having a decisive win at Wembley, too, which some people are saying, oh, there's hoodoo, hoodoo, as they call it. Uh, <laughs> so so the curse has been broken, I guess, that, you know, the Chicago Cubs goat reference here. Um, Leicester, Liverpool. <laughs> Sorry, I wanted to talk about Leicester already, but I, again, just to like irritate you, but no, Liverpool tied Sevilla 2-2. In a rematch of the... I think two years ago in the Europa League final, which was absolute crap, and we should have won that game because they're... Of course. Of course. We we don't have enough time for me to go into this, but I will... I'm, I'm, I'll say that. We should have won that game. Uh, okay. They tied Sevilla 2-2. I'm honestly... I mean, again, shaky at the bat, but Sevilla's the toughest team in the group, and if we tie them both times mm-hmm. and then win the other games, I'm okay with that. So the interesting thing here is that uh, none of the English teams lost a game this week in the Champions League. So the trophy's coming home, boys. And um, let's move on now to the, Europe- <laughs> no. the Europa League, where uh, FC Cole were playing at Arsenal in their first European game in a very long time. Uh, very, very excited fans. I think 20,000 of them. There were supposed to be about 2,000. And 20,000 of them yeah, descended on London. too many. Uh, well, the funny well, thing was... happened. The... Overblown reports of German fans causing problems. There were a few things filmed here and there, but it wasn't quite so bad. I I really have to like tamp down the the craziness. I think there was a desire to paint the Germans as doing crazy things, but uh, they didn't quite do as badly. And they did a bunch of Arsenal ticket holders actually giving up their home tickets to Cologne fans. So like, it, there were Cologne fans all over the stadium, and they really made the Emirates a home game for for FC Cologne. And that was really embarrassing for Arsenal supporters. They really enjoyed it, apparently, Arsenal supporters being there and seeing what an atmosphere feels like. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> like having an away game in your home ground and seeing, like, oh, this is what I'd be to, to go to an away game in Germany. But the call started off fantastically with a, with a John Cordoba almost almost from midfield's goal over top of Spina, who... Had a howler there. Bad clearance straight to Cordoba. And this played into the pregame narrative of Colm are going to like, they're taking over. They're going to be the best. And going into halftime, it was really looking bad for Arsenal. And, but then you started watching and Arsenal won. Yeah, that's me. So, <laughs> yeah, that's all you. Uh, full credit to Wenger. He knew what needed to be done. And three goals called Sinatch, uh Sanchez, and Hector Bellerin. Uh, I think that's how it said. Maybe I don't know. All getting gold and pulling in a win for Arsenal. Uh, the uh, very creative "Who are ya?" chant ringing out in the Emirates so after they went ahead. At- so dumb. Atalanta from Serie A beat Everton three 0 in the other Europa League game that you care about. <laughs> uh, moving on to lead games. Uh, Barcelona beat Ibar 6-0. Probably not as two goals in two games. Are, were we wrong to make fun of them for this? I didn't. Uh, as, as you will recall, I never actually said, hey, he's coming from a crap league. And this now asks legitimate questions of this whole, well, if they play in crap leagues, they're crap players, man. So like Giovinco, for example, the reason he's never been called out for Italy is because like, <laughs> oh, I'm a list, blah, blah, blah. I don't think the argument, at least from me, from my side of it, wasn't that he's coming from the Chinese league, just coming... That when he went to the Chinese lead from Tottenham, he was terrible for Tottenham. So why would he? Why would he be good for Barcelona? But well, he's he's playing well now. And and to be fair as well, it was forty million euros as well, which is a lot to pay for a guy it's in a the lot Chinese. Of money. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Barca are now doing quite well, and uh, all about that whole Barca board out stuff. I hear a little bit less about it. Apparently, it's still important, but still. Uh, should we talk about their shirts? Oh, for... well, before I get to that, the, there is legitimately some other stuff happening at the Catalonia political level that I don't want to go into on this podcast that okay. might be overshadowing some of the board concerns there. But let's talk about the shirt now. Yeah, uh, so uh, their bid signing after they'd sworn and missed on Coutinho uh, was Osman Dembele from uh, Dortmund. And he's out for, I think, three to four months. Three and a half months. Three and a half months. Well, yeah, so I was right. <laughs> um, with a... I think Achilles with a with a tendon injury, sure surgery, yeah, and um, I mean, I mean, he's gonna play again. He's nineteen. He's gonna have a long for full career ahead of him, and Barcelona comes out with it was a Courage Dembele T-shirts on. Courage was money. Courage was money. Sorry, that's... too many Dembeles. It's the wrong Dembele <laughs> could have got a message. You know, <laughs> it's better someone 
Me? I'm guys. I'm fine. Oh no! Oh right. Exactly. My cousins, cousins, cousins. And of yeah. course, we have worn a Courage Colin t-shirt today. Here, sitting oh, yeah. over here because he's mine's shrunk in the wash a little bit, so it's the belly shirt. So I really apologize for that. But okay. I mean, it. I mean, yeah, yeah. I have to so, wear it. Uh, gone. I, I just want to ask the question. Obviously, you know, given his antics at Dortmund before he was traded, you know, he did he refused to go training and all this. Dembele obviously not very upset to stay out of the team and not train and not play. So I don't see the need for this. Number one, number two, it's super cringy, guys. It's and it's super. I mean, I don't want to go into that. Everything's offensive, but we have a player who is around Dembele's age, who played for Ajax, who will never play again because he collapsed on the pitch and had brain damage. And why not wear a Courage Abdullah or a Courage Nari shirt instead in solidarity with Ajax? Cause, and this 20-year-old kid who had his future erased in soccer. And that happens... I mean, It was kind of more high-profile because it wasn't the top team in, in a mm-hmm. second tier European league but every day there's well every day but every year there's a player that collapses on the pitch every year there's a player that collapses for any different sport why when you like oh man he's been out for three or four months have some courage mate yeah and, and, and Man City did this last year with Ilkay Gundogan and it's still just as and that was it's, it's, it's still just it's as really stupid I mean this all I think started kind of ignorant and just kind of unaware of what's going on around them. I think it started with the Neymar jersey being held up by the Brazilian players in the infamous 7-1 semifinal uh, before the game after his neck had kind of broken or whatever it was. Uh, Again, a little more severe than a tendon injury. That Right. But and and s- since then, still. it's happened a few times. And I, I am not in favor of this. Like, let's save these like solemn moments of solidarity for something that's it's a little bit more that has a little bit more gravity i know drawing the line places is hard but you're a little too far on this side of it barcelona real madrid beat real sociedad one two three uh and gareth bale clocked in at 35 miles per hour running speed as he oh. ran towards the ball that he then used to score that that's uh pretty fast that is very fast. that is pretty fast we mentioned before that Bayern beat Schalke today. They now have a two-point lead over Dortmund in the Bundesliga, but... Oh, Dortmund have a game in hand, so... Uh, dangerous. I mean, early on, the Bundesliga the table didn't change quite a bit, so... Yep. Um, and the, probably the fight of the week... Um, McGregor versus whatever his face was? <laughs> no, that wasn't even this week. It was uh, okay. Canelo versus I, Triple G, but uh, fight of the week really was Cavani versus Neymar. And over a penalty... Yeah, so PSG like, beat Olympic Lyonnais, and um, Cavani was, I believe, the designated penalty taker, but Neymar wanted to take it. Danny always got involved and tried to, like, give it to Neymar. It was kind of a really snotty display. Neymar had also, like, tried kicked out at a player earlier in the game after he took the ball off him. Neymar just being a really snotty uh, ass, and uh, I... Never had very high of an impression of the man, and it continues to to plummet. Uh, Cavani has been doing really well for PSG, and you know if he's on his way out, I mean some other teams would be really glad to take him off there. Man. And uh, in that fight, I think Cavani wins. Yeah, yeah. Um, FC Bengaluru from India actually traveled to North Korea for a Asian article written by one of their players. It is super interesting just to kind of like antics and things. I'll just give you one example. They were scared about some of them had tweeted Kim Jong-un memes and they were afraid about whether like how that, if that would like affect their ability to enter or scare or leave the country later. So go, did, go. did, did they win? Uh, they drew the game okay. and they already had a uh, lead going in from the first leg so they, they did actually okay, so, win. But the, the North tie. Korean team won. No, 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 no. They drew the game. No, but nil. I mean, they won. <laughs> yeah, 38-0. Yeah, yep, yep, <laughs> And yep. Team John in the short quadruple hatchet. Of course, of course, yeah. of course. Just like Joseph Martinez. Um, <laughs> Did you just compare Joseph Martinez to Team John Yeah, I really hate Atlanta, Caleb. I really hate Atlanta. <laughs> um, a really oh, man, cute... I miss Colin. We need to keep you drowned more yeah. <laughs> this episode. Uh, a really cute dog interrupted the San Lorenzo versus Arsenal de Sarandi. Uh, game in Argentina, and you have to He's watch a this boy. video. He's a good boy. So adorable. And then they interview the dog later, and he bit the microphone. Adorable. He's needed to find for that. 
probably. He's a dog. <laughs> no mics are for talking and not eating. It's so great. I mean, that, that dog is DP material. So, I mean, Minnesota United, we need a pacey 10. So, I mean, there you go. Yeah. I would, I would go to games just he to had, see that dog. He had good ball, good ball control. He really did. <laughs> go, go, go watch this video. Well worth it. A minute of your life that will give you many, many more in happiness. Um, Carlos Tevez is a huge flop in China. Put that into Google and you will get all the news. I don't really want to go into it right now. Cause that's probably, that's pretty shocking to me. Right, Honestly, exactly. Yeah. What a shock. Who knew this was going to happen? Um, so, so go read about that because we're running to the end of our running time for this episode. Where can the good people find you on Twitter, sir? Uh, you can find me at kolson716. Um, if you want, you can read my recap for Vancouver, you Minnesota. You really I mean, you, sh- you can, and then read the Montreal recap, because I-, I didn't write that one, but you'll feel happier after that okay. one. Yeah. And then I wrote News and Brief on 51 for this morning on Tuesday. And that's the video of the dog in it. So if you don't want to read anything, just scroll to the bottom. Ah, there, go find the video of the dog. Yeah. If you would like to wish Colin courage and strength, <laughs> uh, you can do so at The Attachment. You can find me at TWO United Fans. You can also find <clears throat> this podcast and find podcast providers everywhere and at 55.1. As always, please, please help new people find our podcast. We love having new listeners. Uh, send us reviews, questions, feedback, if you will. And uh, with that, we'd really also like to do one last thing, which is thank the folks who made our intro music. Oh, yeah, Tantana, thanks for their song, uh, Lustless. I'd find the stuff on YouTube and Bandcamp. Yeah, with that, we will bid you adieu and see you in one week. Goodbye, everyone. Courage, Colin. Courage, Colin.